Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. I want to greatly appreciate you for listening to another one. Uh, before we get started into the main segment, let's go ahead and start getting the intro out of the way. If you have not already, go ahead and hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcast. That's the best way to keep up with new episodes as they're coming out. Also, if you can, please leave us a review. It's the best way for people to find us when they're looking for a podcast. You know, that's you know, guns, fire ministry, shooting sports, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's a great way to help out the podcast. Uh, and speaking about helping out the podcast, if uh, you feel like you want to do a little bit more besides just leaving us a review, we do have a Patreon. Anything you guys give us in the Patreon it is greatly appreciated. It goes directly back into this podcast. It goes towards the publishing of the podcast. It goes towards uh, podcast equipment. Uh, you know, I am actually doing this through my laptop because the desktop, I'm telling you, when, when shit rains, it pours, man. Uh, so my desktop uh, is down, so I'm using my laptop. Thank God I have the resources to, to keep on going with it. So doing this through my laptop, which is, uh, you know, it's great. I'm using my readers, my glasses, getting a little fucking sucks. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things. But, uh, yeah, if you guys give us anything on Patreon, it is greatly appreciated, and we greatly appreciate your support from Patreon. Uh, looks up to a lifestyle podcast. Also, go ahead and check out our social media. We are everywhere to a lifestyle. Uh, we are boosting our presence on Twitter, hoping that uh, Elon Daddy will release the free speech there, and it will continue to allow the people that have been you know, shadow banned and censored grow. So we're looking forward to that, but obviously we're big on Facebook and Instagram, the two big ones there. Uh, so go ahead and check us out at 2alifestyle.com. And with that, let's go ahead and start getting on into the show. Baby girl, you're bad, but you got no love, no love. And I got my reasons, you got yours, oh of course. But we already did this shit before. I'm not yours anymore, no more. So call me stupid or call me a friend, but don't you ever call me again. Well, obviously, if you know anything about this podcast, the first thing we're going to talk about is always going to be the shooting sports because we believe that the shooting sports is a humongous part of the shooting community, and we're always going to highlight the shit. So uh, we're going to talk about several things that have happened in the sports since our last episode. Uh, this first article comes to us from Amelan, uh, and its title is Team Federal Shot Strong at the 2022 Magpul Texas Three Gun Championship. Now, if you aren't familiar with what Three Gun is, if you've just been living in Iraq, uh, you know, and don't know what the fuck's going on, you know, Three Gun is all three disciplines, obviously, hence the title Three Gun. Uh, it is pistol, rifle, and shotgun. Well, the Team Federal team uh, shot the Texas Three Gun Championship at the Reveille Peak Ranch in Burnett, Texas, uh, where Federal was the platinum-level sponsor. And there was 256 competitors. That's amazing. So 256 people uh, shot there. Uh, and the Team Federal shooters John Froelich and Connor Freiberger <clears throat> were standouts. In the uh, Froelich finished second overall and first in the 2-4 Open Division. And Freiberger received top junior honor. First in the limited division, plus he was named top Texan in the, uh, so that is awesome, especially, you know, having a young voter. And, and I think uh, in the picture, it doesn't actually have like a name or credit or anything, uh, but it please, you know, it appears to be uh, Freiberger in the picture, little kid um, standing there. So 
That's awesome. Uh, awesome for Federal for sponsoring such matches and such shooters. Uh, and like I said, we're always going to talking about this in this podcast. Next article also comes on. Uh, its title is Casey Asuibo wins Open Division High Overall at USPSA Area 6 Championship. Uh, so if you aren't familiar, there's several larger divisions. USPSA is the one I talk about. USPSA is the one you see where these guys are like space guns going super fucking fast. Um, but anyway, so... Uh, Bushnell was the appeared to be the sponsor for this. Uh, so the team Bush, Bushnell, team Bushnell, uh, pro shooter Casey Asuebo, uh, they congratulate him on a strong performance at the 2022 Area Six Championship using his Bushnell First Strike 2.0 reflex. Uh, and of course, they're going to tout their own shit. He earned high overall and second first place in the open division uh, during this. Had over 100 comp- competitors in just the open division. So I think that's really cool uh, because I'm telling you, open division, you know, if you, you shoot open, uh, which means you can do whatever the fuck you want to your gun uh, to make sure that, you know, you you know run fast and all that stuff with your gun. Um, you know, that's that's really where it gets competitive. Um, so he, that's really fucking cool. Uh, and obviously, this, I don't know if he is. Uh, that is definitely a you can name. He looks, you know, Hispanic. He almost also looks like he could be part, like, cool shit. Next article talks to us about uh, the Rocky Mountain Air Gun Challenge. Uh, this is from Amelan. Now, again, there's all kinds of different shooting sports out there. If you haven't already shot some sort of match, please do so. It's a ton of fun. Uh, you get to meet a lot of like-minded people, and you also get to meet some potential friends, maybe potential passions in, in regards to shooting, all that kind of stuff. So uh, this happened at the Rocky Mountain Air Gun Challenge, 100 yards of tiny targets for the best air rifles. It happened this past week, but it happened, you know, was aired on the uh, so. Um, and this next article comes to us from Tactical Life, and it talks about uh, eight major match results. Uh, one of them is the Texas three gun that we just talked about. Uh, the next one is the IWI Gash Gun Challenge 2022 Pro Am. <clears throat> now, uh, this is obviously a gas gun, semi-automatic. Uh, you know, it allows bolts in just one division, so most of this is for um, you know, like semi-automatic rifles. Uh, they have a DMR heavy, DMR light, a Reese rifle, and a sniper. Uh, DMR is for 308s. Our lights is for 556, uh, and then the Reese rifle with uh, 223556 um, uh, 10 times optics barrel. So, uh, and it only you can have one unattached bag and no bipod. So that's pretty cool. I know uh, Reese rifles are recce. Um, so anyway, the big winner for DMR heavy, Steve Marzen. Uh, Danny Cobol is the DMR light winner. Uh, he won first and second for the one. Uh, Rick Fox wins the the recce rifle, C rifle, uh, and Jeremy Fox wins uh, sniper division. So there's also a bunch of USPSA matches this past weekend. First was the uh, Texas State Open had Alex Alex Acosta winning the carry optic limited. Uh, Tom Castro wins the open, and Wade Purit wins the PC. So that's good stuff. It's West Coast USPSA man. I mean, there's just a bunch, and then there's just in Georgia. <clears throat> Shot 11 st- stages, uh, and Jun Ch- Jung Cho wins the backup gun division, uh, which that's actually uh, compact carry. The Will Humphreys, Abel Liel wins custom defensive pistol. So that's cool shit. There's, this is the shooting time, which is great. And this is going to be our last shooting sport article. Uh, and, it, you know, a lot of people, when they think of shooting sports, they really don't think of schools. But 
there are school shooting leagues out there, especially if this article, Amaland, uh, SASP Pistol Championship. So uh, what the this happened at the Talladega Marksmanship Park, the South Air Gun Range, uh, as youth development program uh, held championships with international new champions were crowned. Uh, after two relays, Ohio State University soundly retained the title uh, as champions, followed by West Point T. That's pretty cool. MIT, uh, the individual athletes, Ohio's uh, Caitlin Albin, Ablin, Abin, Abin, uh went to the final in first place, shooting a 5-7. 16 times or 570 times for score. Uh, U.S. Coast Guard Academy, Ryan Yee came away the winner of the co ed air pistol finals. Mark's not. Anyway, that's cool shit, man. Uh, like I said, you really don't kind of stuff. And if you don't know, it's the scholastic uh, shoot. Let's start getting into the news itself. Uh, the first article we're going to talk about, Emlyn, uh, and it's talking about Oklahoma, and its title is Oklahoma Firearm Discrimination Prevention Update. So now, what this is uh, yesterday, oh, yesterday, this past week, uh, Oklahoma State or Senate, kind of the cousin. Go. Uh, Oklahoma Senate passed firearm discrimination prevention legislation, uh, House Bill 3144. And uh, what this is to go to the House uh, concurrence vote and then go to the governor if both houses are able to vote on the same. Uh, but this provides uh, a government in any manner may not enter a contract with a company for the purchase of goods or services unless the contract is written verification from that it does not have any practice, policy, guidance, or a firearm or firearm trade association. Now, if you don't know what this is, this is kind of in regards to the, um, I think it was, it was obviously probably where, I, mean, I want to say it was, and we covered this a couple, <clears throat> that uh, it was a government contract uh, where the government requested all empl- like employees of the contractor uh, list of like their members of the NRA and, and bullshit. So uh, it's, I haven't heard of anything like this happening in Oklahoma, like virtue signaling, but it's a good proactive step uh, just because of the fact that you never would think states that are staunchly pro-gun 20 or 30 years ago are now weighing on the issue. So, you know, you can see it as virtue signaling. You can see it as being proactive. Uh, it's just kind of on your, your take. Uh, next article also comes to us from Amaland. Its title is Federal Lawsuit Challenges San Jose Gun Fee and Mandate. Uh, now, if you aren't familiar with what this is, uh, San Jose uh, earlier this year passed a ordinance requiring gun owners in the city to obtain liability insurance and pay to have fee to have guns in the city. Uh, now, this is uh, a federal lawsuit in regards to this. It was filed in California by the Farms Policy Coalition, a private citizen for Glass. So good on you, Mr. Glass, for your rights. And this, class, uh, in this case is known as Glass v. City of San Jose. So a 17-page lawsuit alleges that the city's violate First and Second Amendments. This is interesting. I'll tell you, FPC's out there doing great work. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of all their fucking emails that I get, but they do a lot of great work. If you knew or looking uh, organization to donate your money to, it's pro-Second of the NRA. Is, uh, FP is definitely commend donate your money to. Now this next is from Emily, uh, and its title is Victory in Washington. Now, uh, if you aren't familiar, uh, Washington is it's a very fifty gun state, uh, but the the Washington court gave law-abiding Washington gun owning a celebrate. So it was a unanimous opinion, which is surprising again. Uh, and this is in regards to the city of Edmonds storage organization ordinance uh, storage ordinances, uh, which violated the state's preemption. So basically, what they said in the city of Edmonds is that you had to have like your guns locked you separately. Basically, the same. I mean, almost basically the exact same as Heller uh, said, which you see had a lot of um, or like 
They had a lot of laws stating that you had to have your firearm you know, locked, you couldn't have it on you, that kind of bullshit. Uh, and there was no, you know, I, I almost wonder if they did this kind of begrudgingly just because Washington is fucking mess in regards to control laws um, but they did a state that you know you aren't allowed to make laws that the state and that's basically what preemption um <clears throat> uh preemption is where uh like a lesser small like a lower on the totem pole government cannot uh supersede or go beyond what the state has said so uh, that's like i said i wonder if it's kind of begrudgingly or you know what it is in regards to um and this is an article i'm throwing in here just because i thought it was very interesting we've had a lot of attacks on our here lately uh, especially biden administration their executive order etf in regards to um their new i mean basically they are rulings making up fucking laws you know i, I wonder what's going to happen in regards to this but this title of the article kind of second amendment supporter go on the fence and i think this is important uh, if you're just if you're a gun owner and you just sit on your ass and do nothing but bitch and complain, uh, you're part of the problem just as much as somebody is supporting because those people that support gun control do it through letters, emails, text, phone calls, donations, all that kind of. Thing. And not only that, you know, especially if you're listening to this podcast and you've purchased a firearm with your since COVID, basically, which the firearms ownership has skyrocketed. Um, you know, I hope that you are voting for your second amendment rights because uh, if you are a gun owner and you think that protecting your right to protect your right to your family to yourself protect your property which you worked hard for but you go and vote for politicians that are pro-gun can because you feel that there are topics that are more important uh than say like uh, whatever it may be, like social welfare maybe it's college loan repayment that's a big hot topic here lately um whatever it may be then you're part of the problem is because there is a thin veil of civilization out there and he saw that veil get pulled back and we're seeing it kind of getting pulled back right now with the russian ukraine uh war that's going on i mean that you know i'm not saying it's going to personally i don't think it is but it could easily escalate into something more than just a regional conflict um, and you need, you know, the first thing that you need is a firearm protector because the man with a gun, uh, is going to tell the person without a gun what to do and what they, uh, so that is, that should be your number one single issue of what you vote for. So, uh, there is something that, uh, you know, people need to do in regards to there's, you know, we've seen financial deplatforming of, you know, FFLs, uh, people that run gun businesses seen it in regards where ffls are having issues processing uh, electronic payments because you know electronic payment now um so that can be excluded in regards to this uh, so that's something that we you need to look out you have a if you own a business and especially like a non like say for example you own an automotive store or you own uh you know something because i mean there's plenty of, of different things blue collar worker uh if you own a business and you process it like um just don't go with whatever that this is make sure that you look into that company and see hey you know i don't own a gun related business but discriminate guns gun related there is other financial transaction services that you can use and support in regards to uh, strengthening the protection of lawful commerce and arms act now this is a, a humongous one and this is something that you constantly need to be talking about 
to your representative. Uh, and this is something that, you know, Biden said in his, uh, particularly his uh, big thing, his ghost gun executive act. And, you know, they're talking about, you know, what if go companies uh, would have been immune from pro uh, suing and prosecution? Um, well, I mean, you know, the huge difference between that is the tobacco companies knew what they were doing. They hid such data from their consumer because they knew that their products caused them damage. Uh, I mean, firearms, you know, I'm regardless, and, and firearm makers know this, they create a, uh, a product that they know can end somebody's life. And they sell it in regards that you want to protect your life from a criminal, uh, then this is a tool that can help you uh, either intimidate somebody to stop threatening your life or the lives of your loved one, or uh, it can stop them from, from doing so permanently through an act of, of, of self-defense. So that that is a humongous. Uh, so that's something you need to constantly be talking to your representative. Uh, the next thing is Silicon Valley censorship. And this is something that is humongous, uh, just absolutely humongous. And, and I'm telling you, since Musk... and, and I'm, I've been a humongous Musk since, honestly, and it's probably been 10 years, 10 years or maybe a little bit more uh, since right after I got undergrad, uh, just because of the fact of uh, SpaceX. I'm, I'm a humongous space fan, uh, I believe, uh, in Musk 100% when he says that the survival of the speed requires us to become uh, more because you know, that is, is important. I think that, that is honestly very important, and I don't think it's important because of climate change may be. Uh, I think it's important to the fact that uh, different reasons. Fucking asteroid took out the dinosaurs and actually take our ass. But uh, so with Elon Musk buying Twitter, there's been the progressive meltdown. It has been just bitter. Uh, you have people complaining about, you know, now that Elon Musk is buying Twitter and privatizing uh, that you just have one person that has the ability to delete accounts, uh, you know, censor news stories out there to, you know, all that, all that bull. And I'm like, are you serious? Do you not see the irony in this? Do you not see what has been going on in the last five to eight years in regards to social media? Uh, that is exactly what's been going on, except the other way. Now, I don't think Elon Musk will do this just because Elon himself has said in regards to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, uh, he thinks that we need to have more you know, voices out there in regards to what's going on. And when asked, are you planning on deplatforming uh, any of like Russian oligarchs, Putin, whatever it be? And he absolutely said no. He said, uh, you know, that's not how you fight bad information. Uh, so that's one reason why we're trying to push our social media, Twitter, uh, because I personally think and feel, uh, and this is just my personal beliefs. You can tell me I'm, I'm a fucking idiot. I know, um, Elon Musk is, is kind of cozy to China, but I also believe that you cannot just alienate China in the tech world, especially when you're a car company that requires lithium battery. And most of the lithium has been sold to fucking China because of short-sightedness of certain governments, including our own, but other governments as well. Uh, so you have to not even... not necessarily suck China's dick in my personal opinion but you have to be play nice with just because of the fact that if you don't uh China is going to blackball you and you won't be able to have a business period because especially if you make your car come um same thing with SpaceX you have to play nice because flying in space you know, requires international but anyway uh going off of my we have seen uh 
these companies, you know, the farms industry, High Point, uh, HK's been, it's happened several times. Um, seen it, you know, our friends, Derp List, our friend Mike that used to be on the podcast, Tat uh, Cat, you know, all these these pages and businesses have been uh, zucked, as it's called now, uh, where their page has completely disappeared. And some of them haven't been able to get them back, but uh, they've got back with, and they've lost all their followers. And some of these people have had tens, if not hundreds of thousands of followers. And that's bad for business because that's something that uh, advertisers, that's something customers that, you know, they look to, to see what new products are coming out. And that's something that we need to honestly be more supportive to. And like I said, uh, you know, we're still, obviously I could be totally fucking wrong about Musk and Twitter. Uh, but my gut is telling me that that's a good thing, and that's why I'm pushing Twitter more than other things. Uh, go, let's go on into the next story. Oh, well, I'm sorry. This is uh, kind of going along with it. Uh, Elon Musk, Twitter purchase good for gun owners, probably. This is from Amelin. And this is going on into another great uh, explanation in regards to it. I believe I've covered a whole lot of this uh, in regards, you know, Musk himself tweeted, free to the bedrocks of democracy square where matters vital. Uh, and, you know, this is a great thing. Great way for... You know, places like FPC, um, GOA, you know, other things, you know, and, and not only just that, like, uh, for example, like Hunter Biden's laptop. I remember during the election in the fucking New York Post, one of the oldest papers in the country uh, was censored, removed from Twitter. And anybody that shared that story was removed from Twitter because they deemed it fake and that they wanted to. Uh, stop the spread of you know what it called now it has since been proven obviously that's right and could that have made a humongous difference in the election we'll never know because they never allow it that's just another this next article comes to us from fox 26 houston now i understand this issue and i know houston is a safe place but uh i thought this because we're starting to see a lot of uptick uh and i just want to put this out here the suspects steal dozens of guns silencer from houston store reward offered for capture <clears throat> Now, this happened uh, at a store at the 10,000 block of Ridge Parkway. It doesn't really list the store, uh, but they state that a total of 33 firearms uh, and 17 suppressors were stolen. That's a big fucking deal. Uh, the subjects have older, dark-colored needs sedan, uh, which the... Uh, and they're only offering... You know, they're offering $5,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction uh, of people responsible. And, uh, you know, this is honestly, in my opinion, one of the best things that the ATF does. Well, I'm sorry. Now, one of the things is probably the only good thing that the ATF does uh, is because the ATF is responsible for uh, federally for, like, if a gun warehouse gets broken into or if a car gets broken into and, and firearms are stolen out of it, they are responsible for investigating that. And that is great for, you know, the, the store owner uh, because, you know, I know for a fact that sometimes when stores get broken into, insurance doesn't like to pay out because they feel that maybe... Uh, they're trying to commit some sort of insurance fraud or, or some other bullshit like that. Uh, and obviously, I don't think that's the case that's happening on here. But I do think it's important that these store owners uh, that get broken into are able to be able to sleep at night knowing that all the guns that are stolen from their store are off the streets and, and that they don't end up in the hands of criminals to where, you know, they might see, uh, you know, I don't, I don't like, for example, I don't have like Eric Holder site knowing that in his Operation Fast and Furious, uh, that so many guns were allowed to just freely go into Mexico into the hands of the cartels, uh, and there's a Border Patrol agent's life that's on because he was allowed to one of those firearms be used of a Border Patrol. Things like that. Uh, you know, that's a, a big thing. And, I, and it's not like 
you know, people, you know, my blue liquor because it's just a fucking gut wrench term to think of whenever you think about anything good that police or the ATF is doing. Uh, but this is the kind of shit that if these firearms are used in crimes, uh, then those statistics, those crime statistics are going to be used by gun control uh, people for pushing more gun control. Even though that these firearms were obtained illegally, these firearms are not going to be going into somebody. And it's not like these firearms are going to be sold to people because they want to exercise their Second Amendment right. These firearms are being sold to people for exclusiveness of, hey, I want to go commit crime because I want a firearm that's not attached to any way, shape, or form. Uh, so that's honestly what these firearms are. Uh, I definitely think that if you are a, a responsible gun owner, and you don't want to see uh, criminals' actions be used uh, as you know some sort of action fodder for uh, these gun control people to use to push more gun control, then you should support that these firearms are retrieved and that the people that committed this burglary go to jail. That's what I... Uh, this next article is kind of a big thing. Uh, this happened, and I got an article from Ameland, two articles from Ameland. Um, uh, the first one's titled, Behold, I Make All Things New, U.S. Army's New Rifle. Uh, and then the next one is U.S. Army Select SIG Sour Next Generation Quad Weapon System. Now, if you are familiar with what's going on, especially like if you follow us on social media, that you will know that this past week, the Pentagon officially announced what many have suspected for some time uh, after two years uh, and of testing and evaluation. It's more like it's been at least a team that I know that they've been actively looking uh, to replace the uh, the M4 rifle. Uh, the U.S. Army, uh, the new rifle will be a six upscaled version gas piston MCX rifle, uh, now designated the XM5. And it's going to be chambered in the new Army round of 6.8mm cartridge, uh, which is called the 6851. And now this is interesting because they chose uh, some to replace uh, basically the like the M240, 249, uh, and the M4. Uh, so now they have the XM5 and the XM250. And this is something that uh, I- I'm interested to see how this is going to work. I really, I guess I wish... This would have taken effect like maybe in 2013, 14, because I'd love to have seen the practicals of this weapon uh, in like theaters of combat. Because um, this uh, 6.8 uh, is, you know, it's like a polymer case. Uh, it's supposed to be lighter. Uh, for example, uh, I watched so I think uh, the 6.8 uh, a video of theirs about it. And uh, for example, like XN250 Squad Automatic 49. Um, it is the ammunition is like at least 30% but to 50% lighter, same amount of rounds. Um, so, I mean, that's that's huge because I'm telling you, I used to have to lug that big bitch around and uh, those nutsacks, those belt fat weapons, uh, it's, it's a pain in the ass, man. Not only that, like a little fucking belier that they give you, it's fucking up. But something else that I thought that was in is that uh, in regards to this new new cartridge uh you know terminal ballistics you know came up with this cartridge because it was easily interchangeable uh they said that they were able to take a, a 240 uh m4 um or not m4 whatever the fuck they call their DR rifle uh so that the 240 uh and even a minigun and through a barrel exchange it was easily interchangeable with the 6.8 round. So that's something that they did when they did the 6.8 round is they created, uh, you know, the interchangeability between it and the 7.61 NATO round. So, you know, 
is this just something that the army's just want to piss away money on? Because I mean, me as a taxpayer, I mean, I want to first off make sure that I'm being pissed away. And in regards to, uh, you know, it's it obviously they'd have to replace the four rifles because you know the DMR time ahead um, is not in wide circulation like the M4. You know, like every uh, soldier, marine, whatever the fuck it may be. They're issued M4 rifles, uh, and you know probably would have had to uh, replace those with new XM5. But in regards to the 240, uh, that stuff, you know, all you'd have to do is, is just swap out the barrels. Now, are they wanting to replace those just because of of an abuse? Uh, because that does happen. You know, they have to you know replace so many weapons every so often it's because of the fact that the 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 gun itself like parts break down and that's when you start you know all right you know we have one gun down in the armory uh well another one goes down it needs a part well this other gun's broken it, it has that part that's not what's broken on this gun let's scat this part off of it and put it in the you know, weapon to make the gun serviceable again uh you know it, it's and especially after like 20 years of war sure that there's a lot of firearms that are just completely serviceable the fact that uh that there's war has so i i don't know I, i'm just curious uh, is this just you know government waste that kind of in this in this uh you know contract that sig got man i mean good on good on sig sig has been killing it with like the, the m17 the m19 uh or the m18 whatever the fuck it's called the like the glock 9 um i think this is like year millions of dollar contract for sig uh, so this is this is and for right now they're saying that this new six eight cartridge. Um, you know we'll see how long that there will be some sort of copycat cartridge for it. To be how people whenever the military adopts a new firearm, bonker like well if, you know, the army's got it. How long before it hits the civilian? Uh, next article comes to us from the firearms blog, uh, and its title is 145 million army pistol ammunition to Winchester. Now this uh, I don't know why they did probably unworthy you know untrustworthy type ammunition so i'm curious how many you know, fucking blow up in the chamber you know casings blow up in the new sig west the 38 caliber four caliber or a five-year uh and it's it's interesting i don't know where that he was still using 38 ammunition but in any case winchester which it is uh that's cool for winchester it's good to keep these companies growing and you know it sucks for us because they're gonna have to dedicate some of their manufacturing for this contract versus you know just churning out more ammunition for the civilian market but at least here i'm gonna say that the uh, ammunition come back and it, it's pretty much stayed uh since it's came and obviously here we want to shout out companies that are doing great stuff uh and this comes from Amelan. Uh, it's titled as Gray Man has a stand and sticks it to him. Now, if you aren't familiar, again, if you've been living under a rock, haven't seen what the fuck is going on, we are seeing 40 year high inflation. Uh, fucking store, with gas, uh, anything you want to buy something, like just uh, bought some wood and, and metal and shit. A little project I got going with the house and plywood. Jesus. I remember when plywood, less than 30 bucks right around COVID time, like project before then. Uh, and now, like, a sheet of plywood's like $60 fucking dollars. It's insane. Uh, Gray Man Tactical is, is taking, uh, and they stay, uh, they decided to cut their prices simply because they believe it has to make a stand against this unseeming, stoppable, unstoppable tide of inflation. Uh, and that they have faith in God that will provide as he always has. And I want to customers and future customers that we are created, are committed to making Gray Man Tactical preparedness gear more affordable in a world where increasingly need prepared. Now, the price drop is site wide on all of their RMP series. Uh, so like their you know, vehicle rifle rack, their backpack RMP and search. I think this is really cool. Like I said, we definitely want to make sure that we highlight 
companies that do some good shit like this, uh, especially like when ammunition companies are increasing their prices because of uh, resource shortages and shipping cost increase and stuff like that. I think it's really cool that Gray Man's doing this. And actually, I was looking at getting into uh, some Gray Man tactical stuff. I just got a new uh, Chevy Tahoe outfitted. Before I've had, I got like a like that like firearms mount overhead. Uh, but I wanted I had like some Amazon Molly car cover backs uh, for like holding things like magazine kit stuff like that. And uh, Shot Show I saw and actually you know was up close with uh, some Gray Man tactical uh, products at their booth. And saw what they had, and I thought it was really cool. Was on getting, and actually, was gonna get like their Shot Show special because I knew I was gonna get my Tahoe, um, but I just didn't know when the fuck it was gonna happen just because supplies are really short right now. And uh, held off on a time I was like, you know what, just gonna go ahead and pull the trigger. They were sold out, which sucks. Anyway, uh, going into the next story, uh, Remington's new sporting clay course uh, in inaugural spring league. Now I thought about putting this in the beginning of the show just because of the fact it does kind of involve the shooting sports but it also kind of gives you like some warm fuzzy stuff that Remington um you know they're obviously coming back after bankruptcy and uh you know they're coming back swinging doing good stuff so they opened up a about that my fucking computer decided to do another website anyway so they opened up a new gun club and sporting clays course which is open to the public and it's hosting an auto spring league which i think is amazing uh this is two hours uh and this is in lanoke arkansas just off of i-40 uh, the Sporting Clays facility is located just a short walk from the historic ammunition factory, which I think is cool. Uh, the pictures look really cool. Uh, they're going to have 12 stations. Uh, and like I said, man, this thing is really cool. I'm glad Remington's coming back and there's some good work there. Uh, if you are in the Arkansas area, interested it, Gun Club is at uh, 1682 Arkansas, 15 Lone Oak, Arkansas. Uh, and there is information on the call during operational hours, 501. 676 uh, Definitely, if you're close to that, take advantage. And the last thing, uh, well, I'm sorry, not, two more stories. Okay. So uh, the next article comes from us from Ballistic. Uh, and I thought this was interesting, and you're probably tired of it, just like I fucking am. Uh, but again, this just kind of goes against a piece of shit, I think. Uh, and its title is Video Shows Alec Baldwin's Finger on the Trigger Before Fatal Shooting. And sure shit, like his finger's on the, on the trigger. You know, he's saying uh, that the gun just went off. Uh, this is, you know, the gun malfunction. Uh, and I'm telling you, this is like turning to be a shit show. Uh, I, I think it's just how much. And, you know, it's not just like the armor, but it's like a safety person there. This this is you know, what's going on. But Alex Baldwin. Now, this is also another very interesting thing, especially with summer travels coming up. And I wanted to make sure that uh, this is out there because I get it, you know, in my jurisdiction where I work, I work. Uh, jurisdiction has uh, interstate and several huge highways that run through it uh, and all of these interstate and highways are you know on the path if you want to go to like the beach in Florida Alabama whatever it may be. and uh, we get this all the time because we've got some big truck stops there uh, that people stop at so that's food stretch the legs and this title is so you found a gun in a public restroom now what uh, and like I said because uh, Fucking summer is around the corner. People are going to be traveling, going to beaches, whatever the fuck it may be. Um, this is something that I deal with at least a handful of times every summer. And it's quite common. And it's something that if this happens to you, this is the right thing I say you should. Um, obviously, the big thing is if you, you know, and I do this as well. Uh, if you 
uh, go use the bathroom and you're carrying, you know, you're probably going to set the, the gun uh, like on top of the toilet paper dispenser or uh, like if you're like minicap stalls, more leg room shit. Um, you might set like a wedget in the wall, a handicap bar that's in the, uh, the handicap stalls. Uh, it's also some people, I put them like the little uh, toilet seat cover dispenser, like I'll wedge it in there where like part of it's sticking out so that fall in shit. Um, you know, there's lots of people stick there. And, uh, but now one thing, it's just like a wallet check, like, because I've had this happen before, uh, before I started carrying a ton uh, is that like I was taking like a shit in the bathroom and uh, I noticed that like my wallet like, fell out of my pocket when I was in the bathroom and uh, you know I had to go back there and fortunately my wallet was still there like whenever I'm done taking a shit man it's like I'm leaving the house phone wallet keys gun check good to go um, but obviously a lot of people don't do that and they leave it there and the next person can finds a gun in the bathroom so uh, here's what you need to do this I'm gonna tell you what the article says and I'm going to tell you what uh, I would recommend. Um, so now here's something, you know, if you're in like a business, public park, school, etc., cetera, uh, this may dictate your next move uh, because, you know, like, are you in a, and it also depends uh, where you are, you know, are you in an area where, you know, this type of firearm is illegal to have? Uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. obviously don't want it to be connected to have sort of troubles because um, they can like roll back footage of who goes in the bathroom, especially like if only one in the bathroom. If it's like a single single person bathroom, they're going to know. All right. Like this is where uh, this person came out of the bathroom uh, and this is where you went in the bathroom and came out. And the next person you know, he might in the bathroom runs in there real quick comes back in there you don't want to be accused of stealing because you, know, you don't want to go to jail for you know, fucking idiots stupid um so you want to take control of it you obviously especially if you are in a place where having a firearm could get you in trouble you want to tell them like hey like this isn't mine i just found this. I think that i'm in here trying to get in trouble or, or you know, start something or whatever i found this in the bathroom and something else uh, you want to take control of it because you don't want to just like, hey, go tell somebody and then come back and it's gone. And then, you know, that person is, uh, you know, somebody else came and stole it. You know, you don't want that, that gun to crimes. Um, so tell the employees, tell management uh, if there's, uh, you know, especially like a gas station. Like we always have a gas station jurisdiction where fucking always there because they give out like some bullshit. Uh, so if there's a, uh, like a law enforcement there, tell them. Um Something else that you want to do is you want to call, you know, 911 and tell them like, hey, I just found this firearm in the bathroom. Uh, I left it with the management. And you could send it like, you know, police officer out here so that way they can uh, come and retrieve it because you don't know if you gave that firearm to management and they uh, being trustful themselves. I'll tell you right now, some of the gas station at the jurisdiction close to where I live, uh, some of them are probably would be that type to just steal that shit and take off. Uh, and that's something, you know, uh, again, a big thing, you know, also you don't want to make sure that you, um, you know, if, if, well, the only time I'd say that that's happened, it's more rare than somebody finding just like a gun in the bathroom itself that forgot taking a shit, all that kind of, but you know, like I said, again, like you don't want to automatically think, Ooh, I got my free gun because of the fact that there are video cameras in this place uh if you're at this gas station i'm assuming you probably used some sort of electronic payment to either pay for gas or to pay for items in there they can easily find out who you are uh pretty you know basically 
every jurisdiction that I know, like whatever state you're stealing a firearm is a felony. So they will find you. They will get the proper, you know, subpoenas to your financial institution information and stuff. Uh, or if you say like, oh, I'm not going to use my credit card. I'll use my buddy's credit. Well, do you think your buddy is going to go down and saying like, oh, uh, I was with this person. Um, I, I know exactly who it is. I'll tell you where he's at. I didn't know he's that kind of thing. So do the right thing. And then this is something I posted on my social media going into the last story. Well, I fucking retarded today. Anyway, uh, this is a story I posted on my social media. I thought this was uh, cool for some summer fun. Uh, and it's from the Firearms blog. And its title is DIY Guide to Making Your Own Ballistics Gel. Now, if you haven't already done this before, uh, this I think this is this is something you can see what your ammunition does. Uh, it's also something that you could do like you go to the thrift store um buy like different types of clothing see what your ammunition does against uh some types of clothing or you can go to like you know pull apart with like a salvage yard here um and uh, see you know like auto glass whatever you know whatever it can be and you can see like you know what that does towards round you know kind of train more towards your fight make a, 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 you know, a boring range trip. Like, Hey, like I got some ammo. I like, I want to like go do some drills to keep myself you know rusty. But like, this is something you can throw out there. That's, that's really cool in my opinion. And I think this is something kind of spice up your range trip. You know, are you tired of the same old boring range trips? Are you looking to spice up your, make your own blood? All right. Now this, I promise you, this is the last, uh, last article, the main, some of the farms, uh, and it's title is record 300,000 gun sales blocked by federal background checks. Uh, now this is something that the AP uh, stated in regards to, uh, that, you know, during the 2020, uh, timeframe, uh, there was 300 potential background checks that denied. And I say, uh, and this is, this is apparently double from the year before. I'm sorry. This is kind of uh, a misnomer for 2020 because, you know, you've had more people than ever purchasing firearms in 2020. I mean, literally more people bought firearms in 2020 than ever. So obviously you're going to have a lot more denials. Uh, and it's probably a lot of people that don't know um, that they're prohibited people. You know, I know a lot of people that like were in a bad relationship and maybe, you know, they didn't like fucking beat there or whatever, but you know, maybe they shook them, uh, threatened them because you know, fucking, uh, this is somebody you said you loved and they did something that wrong. You know, you felt wrong. Emotions are high and, and you threaten them. And then that person's like, Oh, well I'm scared. Or I'm going to show this motherfucker. He's not going to cheat on me. He's not going to say that shit to me. And then they go and sign a warrant on them and they just think, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, uh, show them a lesson and then they ended up you know signing a warrant for domestic violence and that person's like you know what fuck it i'm done i just want this over with and they just plead guilty you know there's especially if they're like a law-abiding jail time like you know like a 30 day or the fuck but anyway so like now you're a fucking convicted you know person of domestic violence and i'm gonna tell you right now here in alabama it is way too motherfucking easy to get a domestic violence warrant uh, and people use that as leverage against people that they're in a relationship with to get them to do what they want. Straight up, that's what happens probably everywhere, but I know for a fact that's what happens. Um, and now this person's a prohibited person, but they don't know it. They're like, hey, I just did this just because like, it was a bad time in my life. I wanted to get over with as quick as possible. Uh, but now 2020 happened. They saw the uncertainty of the world. and like, Oh shit, man, I don't have a firearm. I need to get one myself. Like this person's moved on. It's like five or 10 years later. Uh, they have married with kids. You know, they got over that bullshit, you know, that young puppy love that they had. Uh, and now they're a prohibited person. So 
I, I guarantee you that is a bunch of that stuff. There. Uh, same thing with, uh, like, you know, drug, you know, drug users, especially in the nineties, a lot of drug crimes were felony. Um, and when they really didn't be felony and, uh, this person's now a felon for having an ounce of marijuana and he was, Hey, I'm, I'm going partying to have enough weed with me so that way I can, uh, enjoy my, my vacation or whatever. But now I'm, I'm a felon, that kind of stuff, you know? And, uh, I, I bet a lot of that is, uh, but now of course, Gun control advocates are trying to say that this is uh, a reason why we need to have all these things to purchase to persons. There's people are, uh, no, if, if I think this is really shows that we don't need now, the gun owners are the uh, EAO, which Government Accountability Office. Um, they uh, came out with something in regards, to, uh, and they stated that at the state level, officials in the 13th state said they either prosecute because that's something else is that, um, you know, anytime there's denials in regards to the gun control laws now, they're supposed to investigate. Um, and, you know, because obviously if somebody's like a prohibited person, like a for real, like a legit prohibited person, uh, you know, and there's a denial, uh, they're supposed to investigate and see like, you know, hey, did, were you were they successful in, in getting a gun someplace else, that kind of stuff. Um, but like in 2017, there was 112,000 denial. ETF only did 12,700. Uh, and then, like I said, 10 to 13 of these states said they didn't investigate or prosecute any firearms. So, you know, again, there want more laws when you have uh, the current laws. These firearm denials happen. They didn't get the gun from the gun store, which is supposed to be the big, bad, scary gun store. And uh, in regards to the ETF, again, the ETF fucking thing that they do uh, helping gun store when they're broken into the etf's not even fucking so i don't know why they think more going to be the solution so that is going to be the end of our main segment let's go ahead and start getting into gun gear news and reviews like Bob Marley say, wake up and we start to praise How we start the day, we fall from fake to jaws of clay Everybody come and walk this way And you will let him hear Let go of all your stress and fear And yo, I'm trying to have the best this year Your blessings near, yeah So let's be clear Well, we don't have a whole lot today to talk about, uh, but there's a couple things I wanted to highlight in the Gun Gear News and Reviews. Uh, and the first one is going to be uh, coming from the Farms blog. Talks about the new Sig Sauer Foxtrot 2 programmable weapon light. Now, I'm not a huge fan of, um, you know, farm lights from farms manufacturers because I don't know if you're familiar, like Glock made this real stupid, shitty um Farms weapons light from back in like tens. I mean, it was just a. But this, and eh, I don't know. We should maybe. I mean, Sig makes some pretty decent stuff, so I wouldn't maybe pass judgment just quite yet. Uh, but the flashlight boasts 130 more lumens of total output than others with the 13,000 Picandela. Uh, it's also got three different programmable activation modes. Now, see, that's something I'm not a huge. Uh, just because, uh, you know, if you. Had, like I had this light one time, you pushed a button on it, uh, name brand of the line, but like I ditched it within two or three of me having it. You push the light and like you push it once, it turns it on white light. Uh, if you push it and like, you know, you had to press and hold it off uh, to turn it off. But um, if you didn't like hold it off long enough, it did like strobes or you know different shit. And, and it was always, uh, now something I will say I like about this is that it's loaded. Uh, you know, it has a CR123 battery. I'm not even rechargeable lights. Um, it has interchangeable paddle designs, which is, I think is kind of cool. 
uh, and it's got a four position, a four position sliding room. Uh, so I think, uh, and then the other thing I want to talk about in the gun gear news and reviews, uh, is from the firearms blog talks about Midwest industries is AK maintenance block. Now this is really cool because, uh, I've been working on AK, like actually, um, like when ammo was really getting hard to get and so was AR parts, I have an AK and I was like, you know what? I'm going to upgrade this motherfucker. And I bought a bunch of stuff to, to upgrade it. Um, and this would have been handy as shit. Now this is basically like an AR vice block. And, uh, you know, you I'll, honestly, it looks like something boasting because I love real Avid, uh, but it looks like something real Avid would make, but it came from Midwest industries, which, you know, also a really good brand and uh, Midwest industries makes a lot of cool stuff for like, just kind of, you know, not your, like lever action guns and AKs and whatnot. I have Midwest industries, um, quad rail on my AK. Um, but this, you know, locks into place and you could put it, like I said, uh, inside a vice, uh, if you wanted to hold on to your firearm, so that way you can, uh, mark on. That's really cool. And when you're looking at pricing, does I take the back? It's 40 bucks. Great, great, fucking great. Fuck. Uh, that is going to be the end of our gun gear news and review segment. So, with that, let's go ahead and start getting gun culture segment. Mama told me it's goofy. I'd get picked on at school. Come home and she'd school me. She never sugarcoated it to me. She said if I wasn't so stupid and ugly, I wouldn't always get Now, on home. this episode of the Gun Culture segment, we're going to talk about a newer movie. Uh, you know, I mean, I contemplated talking about this one just because of the fact that I wasn't sure if I already talked about it or not. Uh, but I wanted to just because I thought it was a really good movie. Uh, and it's, you know, called The Forever, or I'm sorry, Morrow War. Um, and it has got Chris Pratt in it. Uh, it is on Amazon Prime, which pretty much everybody has Amazon Prime, so that's one reason why I wanted to cover it as well. Uh, and it's basically what it is, is like aliens are attacking Earth uh, like 20 or 30 years in the future. Uh, they come back and they bring people uh, back into the future to uh, fight against these aliens because the aliens are winning. And uh, there's a lot of cool gunplay in there. There's a lot of cool uh, firearms in there. Uh, so in Chris Pratt, I'm a huge fan of Chris Pratt just because he's like a chill dude. Uh, he seems like a normal guy, loved him in Parks and Rec. Uh, and you know, he doesn't take a whole lot of, you know, a humon you know, a staunch stance on politics, uh, even though it seems like he would be like, just kind of like the average American, you know, agreeing on politics. But some of the guns in there, uh, that is pretty interesting. There is an IWI Desert Eagle, uh, which is what J.K. Simmons, who plays Chris Pratt's dad, uh, carries. Chris Pratt's dad, that's a cool fucking character. Uh, there's Kimber Warrior SOC, which is what Chris Pratt has. Uh, I think he's like a former SEAL in there. Uh, there's a Walther PPQ, uh, which uh, Sam Richardson has, which he is hilarious in this. I think he's very funny. He was in... Um, he was in a TV show on Apple TV that was super. And, of course, there's just different in there. Uh, there's a BCM rifle uh, as the MK3 or MK4. It's pretty interesting. looks like almost like a P90, uh, but it's like an AR platform type rifle. Uh, there's also that in there. Uh, there's a BCM4, Bravo Company, and a Geisley 1, URG1. And, again, these are firearms used to M4A1. Now, this was really cool. Uh, FND Defense FD338, uh, which is used by J.K. Simmons at the end of the movie, uh, which is Chris Pratt's dad. His character was, uh, again, like I'm curious. If you haven't seen this, you know, there's a Beretta 1301 tactical shotgun. 
Uh, and this was used by one of the characters uh, who, you know, that was like his primary weapon, uh, which I thought was well. Um, and then also kind of interesting, they had a can cannon in there, uh, which was shot from a Keltec or like a Fight Light SCR Raider pistol with like a bird's head grip, uh, which, you know, they used uh, for Gatling gun or like the rope and uh, whatever the fuck. Uh, there's also a Browning M2. Uh, a general like general electric one a two g a a team uh and these are all like from helicopter different sh- uh but i mean it's a really good you know cool movie i def- definitely recommend if you haven't seen it go see it um it's on amazon prime like i said pretty much everybody has amazon prime so uh it's- so with that let's go ahead and start wrapping up the show
Well, I greatly appreciate everyone listening to an episode of the 2A Lifestyle. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's the best way to keep up with the new episodes. Also, if you can, leave us a review. I'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, check us out on social media, mainly Facebook, Instagram, and now Twitter. Everything's 2A Lifestyle. And check out our Patreon. Uh, everything you guys give us on Patreon, it's greatly appreciated. Like I said, it goes direct to this podcast. And until then, y'all keep on enjoying that 2A Lifestyle.